You're listening to the Homeschooling Families Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Welcome! Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. On today's podcast, I'll be chatting with Lei Nguyen all about a homeschooling lifestyle for a Christian homeschooling family. Lee is the host of Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where she shares tips and encouragement for homeschool moms. Like me, she was a hesitant homeschooler, but alongside her husband, she has recently graduated two out of three children. We could have chatted nonstop about all things homeschool and discipleship, and I'm excited for you to hear what she had to say, so stay tuned. Before we dive into that conversation, I want to invite you to make a point to join us at a Teach Them Diligently event next year or in Teach Them Diligently 365 all year long. TTD events and resources have been used by the Lord to impact thousands of homeschool families just like yours by encouraging their hearts, refocusing their minds, and helping them find the joy and order in what God has called them to do. It is a joy to get together with thousands of others who are making decisions that put the hearts and minds of their families first. Please make your plans to join us this season in Greenville, South Carolina, Cedarville, Ohio, Round Rock, Texas, or Pigeon Forge, Tennessee for a celebration of faith, family, and homeschooling unlike anything you've ever experienced. Get more details, including a list of speakers and resources that can be found there, by visiting teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. We cannot wait to see you there. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cedarville University, which is home to more than 4,700 students in Southwest Ohio. Students spend approximately 1,000 days in college, no matter where they go. Cedarville is committed to helping students make the most of every one of those days with a mission to transform lives through excellent academics and intentional discipleship in submission to biblical authority. Students graduate from Cedarville ready to make a kingdom impact in their careers, their churches, and their communities. They leave bolder, wiser, and closer to Christ. You can learn more about Cedarville and get some great homeschool resources at teachthemdiligently.net forward slash Cedarville. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash Cedarville. Now, won't you join me in welcoming Lee Nguyen to the podcast today? Hey, you guys, welcome back. I am very, very excited to be joined by Lee Nguyen today. Lee is a fellow homeschool veteran with multiple homeschool grads who has spent a lot of time investing in homeschool moms over the years. So I am very excited for you to meet her. Lee, welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Thank you, Leslie. I'm I'm just, I'm still like, wow, I get to be, you know, talk to you. It's just been, I'm I'm really excited about today. Thank you for having me on. Thrilled, (laughs) thrilled to have you here. Um, can you tell everybody just a little bit about your family and your story? I know we were talking earlier, we are getting different weather right now because you're <laughs> far away from me and much north of me. But but we, I love the fact that though there are a lot of differences in where we grew up, what we're doing, that there's this commonality of love of family, love of God, investing in people. And so I'd just love for you to share a little bit about who you are. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody's probably here mostly for the homeschool stuff, so I'll kind of focus a little bit on that, but you'll hear a little bit about me too. So I grew up just going to public school, uh, raised in a wonderful Christian family, and when we got married, started having children, it was just, I was just going to do what, what I had done. My husband had gone to private school all the way through, and it was just what everybody else was doing. So I put my oldest, uh, my daughter, into public school, and long story short, after her, about halfway through her second grade year, and then her brother was halfway through his kindergarten year, and then I had a preschooler toddler at home. And I really felt the Lord, I was on a women's retreat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It wasn't even for moms or anything, it was just for any woman. And I really felt the Lord impressed, and I think that he had already been working in me. Yeah. That I needed to needed to make some changes. Things just weren't, it didn't sit right with me that we were apart during the day. And I was mostly just too scared probably until that weekend. And I came home and I couldn't wait till the kids got to bed because I pulled my husband aside and I was like, we need to talk. And, you know, what is, what you, know, you think to yourself, what is my wife going to say? She comes home from a wind's retreat and says, we have to talk. He was probably a little scared. But I said, I feel like God wants us, wants me to homeschool the kids. And he was like, okay. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) So we talked through it because I, you know, was just, it wasn't in my personality at that time. So I think he was a little bit shocked by that, but said, okay, trusted me. And so we started, started off and I wanted to pull them right then and there. We decided to let them finish up the year and give me some time to plan. And I attended a homeschool convention that was local and it was amazing. And I just felt like when I walked into this homeschool convention, I, w- I came home that night and I was like, I found my people. I didn't even know that my people were out there and I found them. So it was pretty amazing. I was, I was excited. And so we started off with a third grader and a first grader and a preschooler who went to preschool one year. And then I was like, I don't have time for driving him back and forth. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, no, it was, it would interrupt our day. We would get started maybe with some homeschool and then have to drive him. And then we would be doing, you know, like come home and work with them and then have to you know, pile everybody into the car and then go pick them up. And I was like, I, I don't see where the, where this is going to be worth the time and stuff. And I can do this at home. And he was absolutely fine. It thoroughly thrilled to be home just with his brother and sister. So we've been going from there. And so 12, uh, 12 years later now, here we are. And the older two have graduated and I'm just down to that one kiddo who is now 14. So awesome. As you were telling your story, it is so unbelievably reminiscent of mine. And the only reason that I bring that up is I can't imagine that there aren't others who are sitting there thinking, okay, I really didn't want to do this either. For me, I really argued with God for a while as I kind of felt like he was impressing on my heart that my time with my children was short and I wanted to invest in it. Just like you noted, Mm -hmm. um, you didn't like that you were apart for the day. Same kind of catalyst there. And yet you come to the point of recognizing that you're, you're willing to, I guess it's a submission. You're willing to submit. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you who are out there listening, who are like, yeah, I just don't, this is not my personality. This is so out of my comfort zone. God can use you in ways that you can't even imagine if you are just willing to submit. And I think that Lee would probably echo that sentiment um, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. That was Homeschool, I mean, motherhood overall, but homeschool has been the greatest source of sanctification for me, just with being with them every day, day in and day out. And 
it's just been amazing how God has worked through the lessons that I would teach them and convicted my heart and worked through me. And I'm, I'm a complete, not completely, but well, pretty much maybe <laughs> very different person than when I started. And it's just, I, I'm so much more at peace and content at this end than I was when we were just living the life of just haggard kind of life, running here and there and being separated during the day. And I just feel a lot more contentment and peace on this side. And so I'm so glad, so glad we started. Yeah, absolutely. And don't you find that like the way that you see most things has been transformed, like what you prioritize and what you think is important Mm -hmm. and all of these things, I think that God, as he is growing you, as he's growing your family, as he's growing your vision for what he's called you to do, he just changes the way that you see things, which that's one of those things that's hard to explain to someone who, who isn't there yet, but it's so amazing the way that God is working. Yep, absolutely. And the things that we do put our time into, we've been very intentional. We're much, I guess I would say we're much more intentional about everything we do, yeah. how we spend our time, where we invest our resources and what we what we do, what we focus on. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we were talking beforehand and, you know, I've, I've noted this a lot. Homeschooling, you find as you get into it, isn't something that fits into a window or a box. It's not just something that you do when you're sitting down with a workbook. Homeschooling is something that overflows into every relationship, every decision, like it touches and impacts everything. It really, I think you noted that it becomes, it's just a lifestyle. So I want you to talk about that just a little bit about how homeschooling is a lifestyle and kind of what that looks like for a Christian family. Yeah, so I think we all enter into homeschooling with the mindset most of us have gone through either the public or private school system, and we are kind of conditioned to putting subjects and times into mm-hmm. into just blocks, into 40 minutes blocks, and then the bell rings and we move on to something else. And I think a lot of us homeschool moms, and I too, we bring our kids home, and the first thing we do is just start recreating the classroom at home. And over time, we just start to see there is a different way. The really neat thing is I'm starting to see moms that are starting off with homeschooling who've never put their kids in school and are, are have already worked on that mindset shift. Yep. And they are making, you know, their their lifestyle is is their homeschool. And that doesn't mean there isn't times where we're not doing our formal lessons and, you know, learning our math facts and discussing history and doing science experiments but just overall, it's just an intentional of how we spend our time and how it all just kind of flows. And yes, like I said, there's times where we're sitting and doing that math lesson, but that we're, I think also the thing is me as the homeschool mom, I'm the one that's discussing the history. We've done the history together. So I know. So when we're out somewhere or if we're watching a video or, or somewhere, somebody mentioned something I'm like, Hey, remember we yeah. were studying in history and this is how it fits together. And they're like, wow, that's right. And they can see it. And I know because I've been doing the lessons with them and I right. know where they're at with all those uh, different classes. Right. And it's, it's so neat to watch them put those pieces together and then so often communicate that to dad or grandparents or, or whomever, because, 
you know, at least our experience has been that as they are learning all of these things, it's exciting to kind of put these, put the two and two together and see how this impacts that and and so on. And so that really goes a long way towards instilling that, I guess, magical love of learning that people talk (laughs) about. But it really, it's just by intentional conversations and helping them make connections that you really get there. Right, right. Yeah, it's the it's the connections instead of just shoving in information to memorize and to, you know, spit back out on a test and then say, okay, we got to move on to the next batch of information to learn and then spit that out on a test. It's we're never all going to know everything. There's never nobody knows everything. Only Jesus, only God knows everything. And so we just kind of think that we have to fill them up with all this information. And I was talking with my daughter She's uh, graduated, and uh, I was just saying, we were just having this conversation about, and she said she's taking a, she's on a gap year program, and they were talking about logic and fallacies. And she said, you know, we discussed that, and we did that at home. I got it to a point, but now I'm really getting it. And I said, that was the point, was for me to lay this foundation for you. And now the things that you are interested in, you can build upon because you have that foundation. And some of the things, you know, the geometry, she's like, I don't really care about that. <laughs> and so she's not building upon that. And, you know, maybe it'll come out at some point, but, but still it's just laying that foundation. And then the things that God wants them to know and the, the future that they have, the uh, jobs that they get, the ministries they get involved in, they're able then to build upon those foundations that, that we lay for them. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that I found um, actually through conversations with my children who are in college is because of this intentional making connections, not feeling like we had to know everything because we have all these resources at our fingertips to go searching (laughs) stuff out. They, when they got to college, they were able to fill in the gaps. They were able to find information that maybe wasn't spoon fed to them in the classes. And they noted how many of, of their classmates actually came to them to help, help them learn how to search out that information. And, and I found that to be really, really interesting because I would not have thought that that would have been one of those strengths of homeschooling. And yet as you're learning together, that's what we do. We Google it or we, you know, you go find a book or whatever. You you go looking for information to fill in the blanks. And we're modeling that and teaching them how to do it every step of the way in the most natural sort of way possible. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a fun story. I was just thinking my son the other day was saying, "How I wonder how fast a bee flies because there's this, <laughs> it looks like a hornet's nest or something in one of our trees and we didn't notice all summer. Now the leaves are all off. I was like, I don't think they're still alive anymore. You know, I said, can you throw a baseball at it and run real quick? <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, how the fast is a bee fly? I'm like, well, well, let's go look it up. And we have the time and the space to, to do such things. Yeah. And going into homeschool, I had one goal, but like two parts of that one goal is that I wanted to create a love of learning in them, which many of us speak about. I just wanted them to not fear learning and not to be scared to get things wrong. And then the second part was to know how to learn. Because if you wanted to learn, you have a desire. And as they get older, they tend to kind of, uh, I don't want to say pigeonhole, but they kind of get themselves into like a a certain path of of, uh, course of study that they're really interested in. And they love learning about that. But then they know, like you said, they know how to research that information and how to find out what they need in order to continue progress on that on that path. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we talk so much about 
throwing around terms like love of learning and and being intentional in the way that we approach all this stuff. And and we totally understand that because we've lived it. We can look back and we can see how all of that fits together. But why do you think that a lot of families struggle really with this idea of seeing homeschool as a lifestyle, of actually imagining it expanding beyond our perception of a brick and mortar school and what academics looks like? Yeah, I think... Well, to put it bluntly, I think a lot of workbooks and textbooks can get in the way. Yeah. And just this feeling like we have to check off these boxes and the big question of, am I doing enough? Right. <laughs> am, I, am I doing enough with them? And I'm like, what is enough? What, what do you classify as enough? And you know, we all have homeschool regulations in states, and every state is slightly different. I have homeschooled in two of the higher, more highly regulated states, so it's completely possible to do it. So don't. If anybody out there is worried because of your homeschool regulations, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> and we just get worried about what the, at least I know in my state, uh, moms will get worried about, well, is, is the school district going to approve this? I'm like, well, try. What is yeah. it? You know, just try. And I think we really get stuck on the the workbooks, the textbooks, the testing and the grading all of, well, not all of which, but the testing and the grading I, I don't do. And that was that was partly my kids kind of showing me that that stressed them out. Yeah. And it took me stepping back and seeing, oh, they are still learning. They don't need to, I know where they are at any given level, at uh, any different time of what level they're at, whether it's their math or their reading or where we are in history or science. And I think we get hung up on our past and we assume that what we did, our education was the best way and for some kids it may work well but I always I think to myself if as a homeschool mom who went through the school system if I am feeling ill-equipped to teach my child a five-year-old about anything in you know in nature taking a walk or teaching them to count if I'm feeling ill-equipped to do that what kind of system was that that led me to that to feel ill-equipped to be able to teach a five-year-old and my kids now have been able to go through homeschool and they feel empowered to do so. And you could ask all three of them. Now, granted, they haven't met their future spouses, but it's on their top things of conversations with somebody, you know, in the future when they get serious. Like, what are your thoughts on homeschooling our kids? Because they've loved the freedom to be able to explore the world and the relationships that we've been able to build as a family together. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many benefits. And I want to double back a little bit to when mm-hmm. you were talking about, you know, am I doing enough? And and all of those questions that that we all have. We actually, with Teach Them Diligently, for every one of our events, uh, live events, we send out a survey after and on all of them, we ask them about their biggest struggle. So we mm-hmm. always ask homeschool moms and almost without exception, those questions come back with some form of that enough question. Am I enough? Am I teaching enough? Am I doing enough? Can I possibly teach my child to read? Can I, you know, and just over and over, there's this great amount of insecurity that we are able to do this. Um, when actually, when we kind of step back, we have been teaching our children everything that they know mm-hmm. up until the point that we would send them off to school. We have been so involved and it came so naturally. And that just shows the beauty of God's design for families. It is a very natural passing on of knowledge. 
And, and I think that that's one of the real strengths of homeschool too. But when we, when we look only at ourselves and, and we really focus on those enough questions, it's very easy to get paralyzed and frustrated and allow that fear to, to really trip us up. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll run into, you've probably run into also moms with kiddos that are, say, in elementary school, and they'll throw out the, well, high school, I don't know what to do, you know, with high school. I'm like, no, no, you have a kindergartner and a second grader. Do kindergarten and second grade right now. Then next year, you're going to do first grade and third grade. It's, you get to the point of high school, it's not, and I remember being scared of it when we first Mm -hmm. started, and eventually it was like, it's just one year after another. So like you're saying, you know, we taught our kids, you know, they learned how to walk. We taught them how to eat with a spoon. We taught them how to tie their shoes. Why can't we teach them how to read? Why can't we teach them about the world that God has created? Why can't we discuss history together? And we just, we get scared because there are quote unquote experts out there that we should allow to do this instead of us. And it's just as a questioning of our authority, I think. And Yeah, uncertainty about us, and then you jump into the high school. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's just start with the, you know, if you have younger younger kids. Oh, I get it. I've talked to many moms who have thrown their kids into, you know, from public school into homeschooling in high school, and that is that's a big shock right there. Right. But if your Absolutely. kids are, are, yeah, if your kids are little, let don't worry about the high school. When the high school comes, you're gonna be like, eh, you know, we've got this because you've been doing it all along. Well, and that's the beauty of it. You grow up with your children. You grow up and grow in your, in your career, your career as a homeschool mom, a teacher, you, you mature along with them and God prepares you for what you are about to embark on, but he's not going to prepare you to teach high school when you have a second grader. You need to enjoy and just relish every bit of the adventure, not borrowing trouble from three steps down the road. And I think we all tend to struggle with that in varying ways in our lives, if we were honest. Yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a lot. We've talked about learning. We've talked about this intentionality. Why do you think that homeschooling is such a great tool and such a great lifestyle for a Christian family who is focused on discipling their children? Yeah, great question. So we know the verse in Deuteronomy 6 telling us, you know, to instruct our children in many different ways when we're walking and we're relying down and we're relaxing with them. And homeschooling is really a great way of being able to do that very naturally. For me and my family, it was a very good way to be able to disciple them um, in their character, especially, and tying those back to biblical values and our faith and being able to explain our faith because, well, you and I are at the other end with kiddos and they're getting older and we're realizing they have to embrace their faith on their own. They can't ride in on the coattails of mom and dad. And so being able, I'm so glad we've had that time that I've been able to build up their faith, Mm -hmm. their very own faith and to show them also alongside that my faith kiddos that are home with their kid, with their parents are able to watch their parents. They're able to see me out in public when we go grocery shopping or out driving and someone cuts me off or mm-hmm. some of the cashier is rude at the grocery store. They get to see how I react in those right. situations. And they know that they don't need to, rea- they don't need to overreact in other, in ways that maybe other people have and why I react in the way that I do and exhibit some grace to somebody. And so it's just as this natural Ability to be able to do life together, but then also 
being there to be able to notice areas that they need to, that they need growth in and having those conversations with them and reminding them in a, in a nice and kind and gentle way. But if you ask my kids about, you know, all our character studies, <laughs> there's one book in particular, if I ever pull that workbook out, they'd be like, Oh, here we go again. Exactly. But, I know it's sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so fun because I'd be like, well, remember diligence. And they're like, Oh, that's right. And it pays off all of that time of pouring into them and, and, discussing why we, my husband and I, why we live the way that we do. And then also to be very intentional about how the world is living in a different way. And as they get older, we've had amazing conversations, conversations that I didn't have. I fantastic parents, but we didn't talk necessarily about the world. And maybe there wasn't a full knowledge of how things really the undergirdings of everything. And so we've really been able to hit some hard subjects with our kids over, especially these past couple of years and really dive into things and have an open conversation so that when they do step out into the world, they're not suddenly in culture shock. Well, exactly. And having the opportunity, having the time, because we are present with them is a huge factor in this, but also not being afraid to, like you were noting, tackle those hard conversations. As as our kids are growing in their faith and actually making it their own, they're going to ask questions often that may make you uncomfortable. And it's just, they're actually trying to get the reasons, trying to get the foundation. We have taught them to be inquisitive. We've taught them to love to learn. And so we can't be surprised when they're asking us questions, but we're told in Peter that we're to be, you know, always to be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies in us. And so we have the answers to give them when they ask these tough questions, but the fact that we are available and we are willing to engage with them on that deep of a level is one of the greatest things that we can give to our teenagers for strengthening and solidifying their faith before they launch out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't know that we all realize when we're going into it that homeschooling, I call it my full-time job. You know, yes. it's the job. I, I don't get paid for it in money, but I get paid for it in in knowing that I took these years, this time, and to me, it has just eternal reward for it uh, and benefits. And I will be able to see, and I know that I am much closer to my kids than we would have been otherwise if we were separated for many hours during the day and then running to activities and then coming home and you're having to do a lot of homework. And it's just been, it's just as to us, it's just an entire, and it didn't start off as that lifestyle. It started off with this is school time. And, and like I said, we still have, this is school time. We do things usually in the morning because everybody is fresh and let's mm-hmm. kind of get that, get that going. And sometimes it's okay. Now we got to take a break and run some errands and then we'll come back and finish up our reading. And it just becomes a part of our life of what we do. And even on the weekends, we don't necessarily do homeschool. It's still the kids are learning and they're yeah. um, out. You know, we've lived at places that need a lot of work outside and we're working together, whether it's outside or inside and working on fixing a car or taking down trees. And it's just, and that doesn't mean you can't do those things. Otherwise, if you don't homeschool, but it leads to those conversations because we kind of know, I feel like I know my kids really well. I look at them and I know, I know, I kind of know what's up. (laughs) Yep, for sure. Well, and you alluded to it a little bit, but I think that it would be really valuable for someone with as much experience as you have to to lay out for us a little bit how has how has homeschooling changed from when you started to where you are now? 
both, I mean, obviously there's, you had little ones, now you've got big ones, but even beyond that, as far as mindset and lifestyle, how has it changed? Yeah. Like I mentioned, we started off and I went, so I went to a homeschool convention was my very first experience and felt like, you know, I found my people there and I was very overwhelmed because to me, I was like, we have math and we have, you know, language arts and uh, we have all these subjects and I have to find the perfect, I thought that there was like this special perfect curriculum out there. And I spent a lot of time stressing about it over the week, over that weekend of the uh, convention. And I came home with some and we stuck with some and we ditched some others, but I was very much like, okay, I even tried out the, you know, 9am to 9.45 is this, this class. And then from 9.50 to this, to 10.30 is this class. And that lasted like maybe an hour. <laughs> I was about to say 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so what do I do if the math lesson's going longer or if it's going shorter? What do, what do I do then? And I, you know, and it's just as we have to go through a process as homeschool moms yeah. of trying things out and seeing what works. However, there's also the, in certain seasons, some things work and some things mm-hmm. don't work in certain seasons. And just being able to, I, I feel like we're always constantly problem solving and always, looking at what's going to be best for this coming season. And, and we get kind of, we think that, you know, this is the way we did it this year and that's the way it's going to be every year. It doesn't always happen because kids get older and they're interested in other subjects and life just kind of happens and right. can take us in a direction. But I started off just very, very much, you know, school at home and I've become a lot more relaxed as I see that it works. And that might be the big thing is that I see how well my older two are doing. And so my youngest, my husband's like, don't forget you got to homeschool him. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I won't forget. Don't worry. He's still, he's doing good. And I'm right now with high school, I'm, my focus is let's do what we need to do for the homeschool regulations and to meet those requirements legally. But then right. let's really, I'm, I'm like, watching and studying him to see what he's interested in and giving him exposure and time to do certain projects or get involved in a library program and, and give him just options to see where is it kind of fine tune, like where has God given him some special talents and abilities and where, where can he take that in life? Oh, absolutely. And the depth of knowledge that we get with our kids is one of the greatest blessings that any homeschool parent could have. It's just, it's an amazing, amazing side effect of this lifestyle is you really get a deep knowledge and understanding of the people that you love most in this whole wide world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about, you know, the future and what that looks like with older kids. And, you know, right now my season in life is learning to let go a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's, we think that, oh, you just graduated from high school and then you're done and maybe for some moms that might be their personality, but not me. I'm like, oh no, they're you know. So I think it's a little bit harder on my heart, maybe because they've been here and around so much that now with them kind of launching out and trying new things and not being here at home, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> my heart kind of hurts. <laughs> I know, I feel you. Um, I think so often. My mom told me when I was younger that God always gives you grace when you need it for that next season, but not before. And there have been so many times that, you know, I like looking for like the beginning of my oldest senior year of high school, I grieved and grieved and grieved because it was coming to an end. And I was just borrowing all this grief. And by the time that you get there, like that grief is still there. You don't want it to end, but the excitement and the 
anticipation of what God has for that child, like overwhelms it. And it's so, it's so awesome to see how God works that way and how he is ever moving, ever growing us and, and giving us truly the grace that's sufficient for whatever hour and whatever season we're in. Oh, I completely agree. And yeah, sometimes like you're saying, you know, you're grieving it and you get to it and you're like, oh, okay, I can do this. And my kids will be like, why are you so upset that I'm leaving? But then on the day that they're leaving, I'm not usually that upset because I've kind of gotten through. And something that I really feel like God revealed to me this summer as I was letting my daughter go back to her gap year program, which she's staying on as staff afterwards, was kind of really moving her out. Hmm. And I didn't, I didn't see that coming at all. And I realized that my grief and my sadness was was about me, right. not about them. And I, and I had to, and so every time that I recently was able to go and visit her for a few hours and, you know, I got a little, little teary-eyed and, and I have to, to remind myself that their entire lives and all the homeschooling time has been about them. And now that they're launching, I'm making it about me. I have to stay focused on it's still about them and think about how excited I was at that age, heading off to college and then getting my first apartment. And so really, I think as mom to try to remember how we felt at that time and pull our own emotions out of it. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that honestly, that knowledge of them, that that confidence that we have prepared them well, that having a, a good insight into their heart. Like, I think it would be so much harder to let them go if I wasn't confident that they were firmly anchored in their faith that, you know, I'm, they're not perfect. I'm not, you know, I'm not making any predictions except for the fact that I do know that they love God. They love people because I can see it. I can see the fruit in their lives and, and having that confidence, knowing that all of the things that we have poured out God is faithful. He says his word doesn't return void and he is at work. He loves my children more than I do. And there is, you get to really put your theology into action as you trust him very, very actively, willfully giving your children over to him as they fly. And it's, again, we're going to double back to that sanctifying effect that all of this has on us as parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the greatest. And it's been it's been really cool just as they were even younger and we would study, get our little study, some type of devotional that we would go through. We would do morning time and I'd always start off with, I had different topics that we would kind of, or I guess different categories. And one of them, of course, was always doing Bible and we would do that first. And then maybe at lunch, they would listen to, there was, I remember a couple of times they would listen to, for many years, they listened to Adventures in Odyssey during lunch time. And it Mm -hmm. kind of kept them like quiet and eating. (laughs) And so they would listen and I would get a chance to clean up and get some things done. And then we ended up buying some of the Adventures in Odyssey um, devotional books and we would go through those and then I would be at my women's Bible study or our couple's Bible study or the pastor at church on Sunday would say something directly related to that. And especially as a pastor on Sunday, my kids, like you'd see their heads shoot over looking at me right away. And, <laughs> and I'd be like, this is how the Lord works. Like yeah. he's weaving together. We're a part of the story and you're going to hear, you're going to get confirmation that yes, he wants you to work on patience and he's going to speak to you from the pulpit. He's going to speak to you from Adventures in Odyssey. He's going to speak to you from this other book we're reading and it'll all be tied together. So that's been, that's been one of my most favorite memories about homeschool is just how everything is pulled together. Oh, absolutely. And they get to see that God is personal. God 
knows and cares about and loves you as an individual. And he's giving you all this attention. And and because we're right there with them, we're able, again, to help them tie all these things together. And it's such a privilege to be able to do that and to have the time to do that while, you know, in that brief, brief window that we have them in our homes, uh, in their preparation phases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels like it's such a long time, you know, we're probably talking to a bunch of moms that are younger and if, and their kids are younger and it just, it feels like a lot. I remember the days just feeling long mm-hmm. at times and can I do this and, and wanting to quit and my husband saying no. And I'm so glad that, you know, I knew I had him as my, my rock there to, to say, no, we, when we were, on good days. And when we were, you were thinking in the same type of way, you said, don't let me quit. (laughs) So yeah. And this is the reward that you and I, and all moms who continue with it, get to this other side and say, wow, it was worth all of those years of pouring into them and the tears. Sometimes it's their tears. Sometimes it's our tears. Sometimes (laughs) it's tears together (laughs) and saying some days saying, you know what, forget it all. We're going to just go get ice cream and go on a hike or something. And knowing that those, those types of days actually really bond us more than maybe the science lesson or the math lesson that we were crying about. Yep. Amen. 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 I think that is a really good encouragement to leave everybody on that the days may seem long, but the work you're doing is so impactful and you're going to look back and you are going to just have so much joy and, and what God has done will overwhelm you over and over again. And honestly, you know, as we sit around the table now and we look back, they don't remember the days that I was momzilla. They don't remember the days that, you know, I thought I was just totally failing and I was ruining my children. They talk about highlights. They talk about awesome stuff. They talk about stuff I didn't even know that happened. And now they're finally, <laughs> they think that the statutes of limitations has happened and they can bring it up now. But just hearing my big kids talk about their homeschool experience has been one of the greatest blessings for me because I have seen once again how faithful God is, how he uses the small offering that I have, and he makes something so much bigger out of it. And I think both Lee and I would just want to encourage you all with that, that just God is able and he is working and he is using you. And this is a really great lifestyle that you have chosen. So Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. Before you go, can you tell everybody where they can connect with you and kind of some of the stuff you've got going on so that they don't miss it? Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you for having me. This is a wonderful conversation. I feel like you and I could probably talk for hours. And oh, I know. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully someday our paths will cross and I'll get to one of your conferences. That would be that would be amazing. But you can find me. I am mostly over on podcasts. You can find me on any most any podcast platform, especially Apple and Spotify, at Little by Little Homeschool. And you can, you know, the website still is kind of in in, in works, we'll say like that. <laughs> but I kind of tend to communicate mostly through the podcast, Little by Little Homeschool podcast. I am on Instagram and Facebook as well. I do have a private Facebook group for homeschool moms, which is a really big blessing. And I, I'm like, oh, I just want to get you all together because they're all just beautiful mamas who have the same goals as we all do. So really, I would say just head over to Little by Little Homeschool podcast and links are in show notes for all those different different places. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that we link to 
the podcast itself on, on a few different platforms so that people can find it. But definitely check her out. Um, I think as you can tell by this conversation, we are incredibly similar in both experience as well as mindset. It's been a joy to, to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better, Lee. Thank you, Leslie, for having me. You are welcome. I am sure that this has been an encouragement to you. Um, Lee has shared so much that has been really, really helpful. Um, So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. We really appreciate it. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.